This is Love Marriage Again with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to embrace their marriage and feel completely in love with their husbands again. If you are a wife looking to create a happier marriage by transforming yourself, you've come to the right place. Here you will be inspired to fully accept your husband, be in control of your own happiness, and create a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. Hi. (laughs) I've missed you. Listen, it's Dr. Siobhan here. I have so many updates to tell you. Like, it's been too long. (laughs) So much has been going on in the best, best, best way. And I want to tell you all the things. I want to tell you everything that's been happening, all that's been going on. And I will, but I'm not going to tell you everything in this episode because it's just way too much and it would take the entire episode. But I do want to flag some conversations that I will return back to you to talk to you about because I know you want to hear them. All right. So the first thing on the list is this is just chronological. So The first thing on the list is my trip to Cabo, St. Lucas, Mexico. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably saw a story I did on my plane ride there, which was very eventful. And the trip itself continued to be so eventful and so amazing and so incredible. So I'm going to tell you all about that. That's one thing. The other thing is... I spent three weeks in North Carolina visiting my parents. That's number two. Number three is a flood. (laughs) I live in New Jersey and we had flooding in our basement, which is where my office is. So I'm going to tell you about that. Then my husband and I also celebrated our 10 year anniversary. I'm going to tell you all about that as well. And today we have the first day of school for my kids. My daughter Madison is in the second grade and my son Benjamin is in kindergarten. And there was lots of mommy fails. <laughs> this whole process of getting them off to school. But I had the most success because they got there and they got home in the right way that they were supposed to. So I will count that success as something that trumps all the other little minor things that didn't go so well. So those are all the things that I'm flagging for future episodes. Okay. And we're just going to do a rapid fire with all of them. So I will loop back around to those conversations today, though, I guess the news that I want to share before I dive into the actual content of this podcast episode is I've got something amazing and so big happening. If you're on my email list, you already know what it is. 
You guys were the first to know. If you're not on my email list, you should definitely be on it. I share amazing events and things that I'm up to, but also it's just incredible content that you get to have delivered to your inbox that you can refer to anytime you need. But what I'm going to share with you today in terms of updates is an event I'm doing. I have been creating probably the biggest thing virtually. I'll say virtually. I did something pretty big in person a couple of years ago. But this is the biggest thing for couples that is happening virtually. And it's called Better Together. I just love that name. It's so simple. And hopefully it's clear on what it's about, right? So this is a two-day virtual event that is really designed to help you be better together as a couple. I'm going to give you a backstory later, but I am really anchoring the work that I do in supporting couples at an entirely new level. I hear so often how couples are struggling. They're reaching out for help and not getting the help that they need, not getting help that actually works for them. They're spending thousands of dollars on retreats and couples therapy and programs and all of these things and still not experiencing the breakthrough in their marriage that they want. And when I hear that, it makes me sad because I know how when you're struggling and you reach out for help, you are really hopeful that that help will be exactly the thing that gives you the shift that you are looking for. And so I have created this event better together to give you that breakthrough, to give you that shift in your marriage that will literally set you on an entirely different trajectory, an entirely different course. So what this event looks like, first of all, the dates, it is going to be Friday, October 22nd, 2021 till Saturday, October 23rd, 2021. And the Friday is a date night in. It's a virtual date night in. And the Saturday is an in-depth virtual workshop. So all of this is virtual. So it doesn't matter where you live, where you are, you can participate and get all of this experience. What else do I want to tell you? Oh, I want to tell you that it's offered at no cost to you. I was talking to a friend today and she was like, Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. She was like, how much is it? And I was like, it's free. And there was literally like a full minute of silence while she picked her jaw up off the floor because just hearing directly from my mouth, everything that this event is going to offer clearly it's worth thousands upon thousands of dollars. But it's my gift to you because I really want you to see firsthand what it's like to have the right help for your marriage. So how you can find out more, how you can register, you want to do that ASAP, is you will go to my website, drshavon.com. 
There is a tab there already right front and center called Better Together Couples Event. You will click that. You will get more information about the event. I created a video so you can hear me directly talking about it and feel all the enthusiasm and excitement I have to welcome you to the event. And you can register right there. So again, it's drshavon.com better together couples event, and you'll find all the details there. Okay. Now, (laughs) now that we're eight minutes in, I want to talk to you about what I came to talk to you about, right? And it's this topic that comes up so often, even was in Cabo, I was talking just with another coach friend and she was like, how do I get my husband to right? And then she had a thing that she wanted him to change his perspective on. And even as I've been talking with friends about this event, I had another friend, another coach friend, you know, say, hey, my husband has a conflict. How do I get him to reschedule so that we can attend this Better Together Couples event? And I had already outlined this podcast episode before some of those conversations, but it also just like lit the fire for me to clear my schedule and get to this microphone so that I could share it with you. So today we're going to be talking about how to get your spouse on board. And this is for a range of things, right? It could be something as simple as changing their schedule to accommodate something that you'd like for the two of you to do together. It could be as big as, you know, actually making an investment of time and money to work on the marriage with a professional. It could be getting on board with parenting techniques and parenting styles. So many things, right? I'm sure though, in your head, there's something you'd love to get your spouse on board with something that you maybe feel very strongly about or is very important to you that you would like them to come on your side, right? To see things the way that you see it, to do things the way that you do it, whatever may be the case. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And I think it's important before we dive into actually what to do that we take a step back and just think about why you're on different sides of the table in the first place. And it's rather simple in that you have two different brains. And I think sometimes we just don't realize that everything we think, feel, and do comes from our brain, which has been shaped by our experiences, our beliefs, right? Like our upbringing, the things we've been exposed to. And your brain and the way that you operate is uniquely yours. Your spouse's brain and the way that they operate is uniquely theirs. And as human beings, we have this tendency to assign what's right or what is the norm based on what is the norm to us, right? And we 
sort of layer that expectation onto our spouse. So if you find yourself in different places or different perspectives, it's because you have different brains. And I think just like leaning into that and allowing that to be true and allowing that to be okay really helps take some of the edge off where it's like, well, of course, of course we see this differently because we have different brains. We have different thought patterns. We have different neurons, different cells, different DNA that's contributing to how we see the situation. And there's nothing inherently wrong with that. I want you to just really sit with that. Like there's nothing inherently wrong with the fact that you have two different brains, which means you're going to have two different ways of seeing the same situation, two different priorities, two different ways of going about making decisions. And when you can just acknowledge that all that's happening is just you guys have two different brains coming together and trying to make sense of a decision or an issue between you, you are a little bit more able to sort of open yourself up to a different vantage point. And I think that's really important to sort of hone in on that each of you is on a different sort of journey right? Like we're all in this marathon together. And as a couple, you're in a marathon together, but you're also walking your pace and taking steps at your own rate. And with that, you're going to have different moments where you might be further along and you're thinking about something and your spouse is not there yet. Or vice versa, where they're a little bit further along in their thinking and you're not there yet. So that's all okay, right? And what makes this harder than it needs to be sometimes is resisting it, resisting your differences and resisting the fact that you're in two different places on a particular issue. And Really, the way that you want to start addressing the resistance that you may be feeling, which is creating frustration and other negative emotion, is really just making the decision to accept that your spouse sees things the way that they do, right? Like, just accept it. Like, this is what we have, (laughs) right? I've used the analogy on this podcast before, I'm sure, of like looking at a chair and wanting it to be a horse. Like, why? Why do that? Just accept it. This is a chair. It's not a horse. And so this is your spouse. This is what they think. This is how they feel. This is what they do. Needing it to be different is only going to lead to a lot of frustration. And the other piece is really allowing both of yourselves to be influenced by the other. And if you're coming to this episode, really only focusing on your perspective and the agenda that you want to set, you're missing out on how important it is also that your spouse's perspective be validated, be honored, be appreciated, because they want to influence you too. 
right? This is a mutual exchange of two people with different perspectives wanting to influence each other. Again, not a bad thing. So once you've sort of anchored yourself in that, I think you can be more clean and sort of just open to this process of inviting your spouse to get on board with something. And I really want you to see it as an invitation. It's not a mandate. It's not a demand. It's an invitation. It's an invitation for them to explore and agree with what you're offering. And like any invitation you extend, you want to keep a few things in mind. And I'm going to share with you five things, right? It's so funny. Even as I'm saying this, I'm thinking about the invitation I just extended to you to join me for better together, right? So some of you are going to hear that invitation and immediately be on board and run to register. Others of you are going to be like, "Uh, I don't know. And all of it's fine, right? And I won't take it personally if you decide, no, this isn't for you. And I want you to just keep that in mind. Like when you invite people to something, are you typically the type of person that gets very upset if they can't make it for whatever reason, right? That is just a sign that you are attached to your agenda. And in marriage, you want to be committed, right? Committed to certain things that you deeply value, but you don't want to be so attached to something that you have blinders on or that you overreact if your spouse doesn't actually come on board. Okay. So that was a sidebar. Now back to the five things I want you to keep in mind. And these are things that I'm imagining you're having a conversation, right? I'm imagining that as you think about inviting your spouse to be on board with something, the way that you're going to do that is through an actual conversation. And so the first thing that's really important to do is to state your positive intent. I learned this years and years and years ago from a book I read. I believe it was either Communication Miracles for Couples or Nonviolent Communication, both of which I've referred to in a previous podcast episode where I give you some of the most impactful books that have influenced me and my practice as well as my own marriage. But back to the stating your positive intent, what this really is, is just explaining why it's a good thing, (laughs) right? So even again, back to my invitation to you for the better together, I'm like, this is a good thing because I want you to see how having the right help can really benefit your marriage. That's my positive intent. Like this is a hundred percent for you, right? So you think about the thing that you would like to invite your spouse to be on board with and why is it a good thing? Is it something that's going to help you as a couple? Is it something that's going to help your family? Is it something that's going to help your spouse, right? Like start with what's good about it. Start with the vision that you have and what you hope to achieve by doing this thing or adopting this perspective, whatever the case may be. So if you were going to invite your spouse to the Better Together event, it might look like, hey, I really would love 
for us to like do something a little bit fun. Not a little bit fun. This is going to be a lot of fun, but you get where I'm taking the conversation, right? Like I would really love for us to do something a little different. I'm really wanting to connect with you. I'm really wanting us to have some really fun and exciting time together that's different than maybe the things we normally do. Or you might just say like, hey, I really want us to be in a better place. I really, really see so much good potential for what our relationship can be. And this is what I'd like to do, right? That's what it looks like to just state your positive intent, okay? The second thing you want to do is consider what's in it for your spouse. Now, a lot of times we make requests or we extend invitations thinking only about why we think it's a good thing. I want you to think about why would it be a good thing for them? Put yourself in their shoes. A coach friend of mine used to talk a lot about, she's a business coach. She used to talk a lot about when you want to make an investment in something and your husband is not on board, she coaches moms. So that's how she was talking about it. She said, you know, you have to consider your spouse an investor in the thing, right? Because it's their money too. So if you were approaching a legitimate investor, like if you went to the bank, you would think about why it's worth the risk for them, right? You would think about what's in it for them to honor your request. And so the same is true in marriage, that if you're asking your spouse to do something or to see something in a different way, you want to think about why would they want to? Like, why is it going to benefit them to do this thing, to, you know, adopt this belief or perspective? So be really, really clear and spend as much time there on what would be in it for them as your positive intent. Okay. The third thing you want to do is you want to be in the energy of acceptance. What does that mean? So what I mean by that is you really want to communicate to them like, hey, I accept you. Like, you're good. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with me. But this is what I would like, right? Or this is what I want to invite you to do or to consider. And I think about this point, especially when it comes to when what you want is to get your spouse on board with like maybe getting help for your marriage, a lot of times it's presented in a way where it's almost like punitive, where it's punishment, like, well, we need to go get help, right? It usually comes after an argument or when you're in a really bad place and you're kind of exasperated and you're like, we need to go get some help. And yes, that may be true, but it's also not very motivating. And taking the step to get help for your marriage for some people is a very nerve wracking thing, right? There's a lot that happens in that process. There's a lot that happens in people's minds to even place the call or to book the appointment. And so you want to just be in an energy of acceptance, like, hey, this is what I think will help us, but not coming from a place of like, there's some deep gaping hole whole, that everything is falling apart at the seams, even if that may be true. 
you have to think about, is that the thing that you want to lead with when you're inviting someone to do something, right? So just like I framed it in stating your positive intent, you want to start with a positive lens of like, this is what I want. This is where I see us headed. This is what's possible. And when you're in that space, it really communicates like a level of acceptance and a level of just like, things are okay and they can be better. Right. I want you to just think about how motivating that might be for your spouse. Right. The fourth thing is you have to be unattached to the outcome and unattached to how it happens. I talked about this very early on in the podcast when I shared my own personal experience of, you know, inviting my own husband to get help for a marriage and he wasn't ready. He didn't want to. And I had to really be unattached to how our marriage was going to evolve and grow and get better in the way that I was looking for. Which meant that just because he said no to the exact opportunity I presented him didn't mean that nothing was ever going to get better. And that was the only way we had to do things. So I want you to think about for the thing you want to invite your spouse to like, can you be unattached to exactly how it happens? Can you be unattached to the outcome of their decision? Like, can you just exist in a space where it's like, I would really like for this to be a yes for them, but I'm not going to fall apart. I'm not going to like shut down if they say no. That's what it means to be unattached where it's like, you're clear about what you want, but you don't have a strong hold on it where like the world is going to end if it doesn't go your way. And being unattached to the how just means that you trust God. Really? That's how I like to look at it. You trust God so much that like you don't put so much stock in it having to be done the exact way you think it should be done that you just release it to him and trust that however he chooses to orchestrate things is going to be the right way. Okay. So it's like surrendering, surrendering and trusting and just being unattached to what you see happening, right? Being open to a variety of ways that you can achieve the goal or the desire that you have. And then the fifth thing that you want to do when you're inviting your spouse to come on board with something is you really want to engage them and get their ideas, right? So many times these conversations are like monologues and declarations of what's going to happen as opposed to a partnership conversation of like, hey, this is what I was thinking. This is how I see things playing themselves out. What do you think? What ideas do you have? Just notice the energy of that when you come to a conversation open-minded of like, hey, I'm just putting this out there, but like, what do you think? Your opinion matters as much as mine. Much more inspiring, much more motivating for someone to be open to a dialogue with you. And that's what you want to create, right? So again, just to summarize those pieces, it's you want to state your positive intent You want to consider what's in it for them to come on your side. You want to be in the energy of acceptance and not like 
critical, right? You want to be unattached to the outcome and unattached to exactly how it happens. You want to engage your spouse to learn what their ideas are and understand their perspective. Now, let's say you do all that, right? Like you listen to this podcast 20 times, (laughs) you even write out exactly what you're going to say, and you feel like you are approaching it really, really, really well from the right perspective. And your spouse still says no, right? A client who is so good at just sort of being emotionally sensitive and emotionally intelligent. And I think sometimes when we do things, quote unquote, the right way, we do have this expectancy that because we're doing it the right way, our spouse is just going to get on board. And it doesn't always happen. And I know that that's really disappointing because you're putting your best foot forward and you feel like you're not being met with their best foot forward back. So I'm with you. My heart is with you. I totally understand. Here's what I want to offer you. If you do all that and they're still like, no, I don't want to, I'm not ready, whatever the case may be. And the first thing is you want to hold the space for their transformation, right? I'm like smiling from ear to ear because that's a previous podcast episode. I just did an episode on that. And when I talk about holding the space for their transformation, it's not letting go of your desire, right? I want you to know that what you desire and what you see and want for your marriage is something that's valuable. It should be validated. And I'm validating that. And when you're holding the space for your spouse to sort of catch up, you're not angry at them. You're not resentful. You're not withholding and withdrawing and shutting down. You're just holding that desire. It's almost like you're holding that desire in your hand and you're believing that they're going to meet you there at the right time, right? Which is the second thing that you have to really lean into is just trusting the timing of things, right? If you really want them to say yes to something, and they they aren't ready, you have to just trust that like at the right time, they will be ready and it will happen and it will be okay. The third thing I want you to do is to still stay in your place of empowerment. I want you to take empowered action for yourself, right? So again, this happens a lot when maybe you want to get help for your marriage and your spouse doesn't. You can still take empowered action for yourself. What would that look like? Maybe that means that you start getting help on your own and you do what you can to sort of clean up your side of the street. Okay. Thinking about, okay, their answer is no, or they're not here with me yet. What can I do for myself that still honors me, what I want and helps move this forward in some way, in the best way that I can on my own. Okay. And then the fourth thing is love them anyway. (laughs) Love is such an incredibly powerful motivator. I talk about this a lot when I think about God's love for us, right? We, as his children are like failing all the time, right? But he doesn't come and punish us. He doesn't come and criticize and tell us how wrong we are and how much we're failing. Instead, he just offers his present, steady, unconditional love. And because of that, we love him more and we want to do better, 
right? We're more motivated because we're like, man, here I am messing up, (laughs) doing all these things. And he's just here loving me anyways. Like, wow, I should really take a second look at this, right? The same can be true for your spouse. They may be really motivated just by your unconditional love and acceptance of them. So that's what I have for you. I've been talking a lot. (laughs) It's been a couple of weeks since I did an episode. So I'm so glad to be back with you. Like I said, I will loop back around in future episodes and tell you all the things about these other pieces of my life. But for now, take good notes on this podcast episode because this is something that probably comes up for my clients and people that I know like every month, if not every week. You always want your spouse to be on board with something that they're maybe not on board with, right? So I hope this has been helpful for you. I hope you will take advantage of this amazing opportunity to spend two days with me doing this work, seeing exactly how it all plays a role in improving your marriage. So hope to see you at Better Together. And I will be back with you very soon with another podcast episode. All right. Bye for now. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On to When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 marriage beliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13 marriage beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.